What's going on, everybody? <laughs> I don't know why I decided to do that voice for the opening. But, uh, yes, we are back, and it's also the end of the year, uh, doing a podcast again. Um, I am joined by uh, Ryan Cates. Hello. Yeah. Hello, hello. It, I don't actually remember the last time. <clears throat> Have we done one this year? Or the last time did we do one, was it last year's... Spider-Man one? I think it might have been. I think it might have been. Although, did did we not do one for the Batman? I don't think we did. Wow. Which is... We're lacking. Bad. Which is a shame. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about the Batman. Oh, yeah. Though, so, it'll be okay. Um, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening in. Uh, I, I don't know what kind of audience we have anymore. <laughs> I did, well, last time I checked, because I did one with Trent... Uh, actually, a, f- a few months ago, or a month or two, I don't remember exactly. Um, and uh, I looked at like our audience thing, and it was okay. I don't remember what it is now. Uh, I but you. I remember it was like it was like a hundred people or so. Like listen, and that's not bad. Like the the last one that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like we get like regular, you know, views on old stuff or anything like that. But yeah, so we'll see. This is just for fun, mostly. Yeah. You know? Maybe once we, uh, you know, get next year or something like that, maybe some higher quality ones. And oh yeah, more. be more consistent. Well, like I've always wanted to do, just have like more guests and stuff on, but it's just it's always hard to to really do that. So you need a lot of equipment, and everything. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is the end of the year, <clears throat> so of course we're gonna talk about. Pretty much everything that we've seen this year. <laughs> yeah. Because we have a lot to catch up on. Which, yeah, the last one we did was pretty much this exact same thing. So I think at least uh, we'll get, like, to do an end of the year. Yep. <laughs> Yearly podcast. Yeah. Um, and I do want to do, like, a actual, like, video, you know, like, podcast slash you know, video type thing yeah. um, sooner or later. But yeah, so what we got for now. So let's talk about, um, I don't know, we want to talk about recent stuff or we just kind of want to go down the line of like what what we've seen so far this year and then we'll kind of get into our favorite stuff later on. Let's see if we can do, let's get down the line yeah. since we missed a whole year. Yeah, true. Um, Man, I kind of want to look up just to refresh my memory of, at, like what came out at the beginning of the year um because of course you have like the big stuff that yeah. we watched i mean because you know the somewhat beginning of the year was like spider-man it was this time last year but like you know it was still going on at the beginning of the last year um or beginning of this year rather <clears throat> um and then really like the only thing that i remember after that like being really excited for i don't even know what i watched in between that and the Batman. I don't think there was anything. I don't think I went to the movies between then. Um, you know? I don't. We had to watch something. Maybe it clearly got overshadowed. I yeah, don't, I don't definitely. Know. I I think definitely the the end of the year <clears throat> was stronger than the beginning of the year with like in terms of how much stuff came out. Because man, this end of this year there's tons of stuff that came out. Oh yeah, but I guess that's um. We also remember though too. <laughs> Yeah, our memories are yeah. terrible. That's why I'm kind of looking up um, movies that came out. 
Well, there was definitely the uh, the one that really kick-started the year, which was in March, and it was the Batman, mm-hmm. obviously. Yep. It was great. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I forgot about some of these. Uh yeah, did you watch Scream? Because I'm looking at the list now. Yeah, like, I think I'm looking at the same. There's like Hotel one. Transylvania four, and I didn't even know they made a fourth Hotel Transylvania yeah. movie. Um, no, I did not watch Scream. Although I want to. Uh, you know who's in that? Who is super popular now? Uh, who I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I just kind of like stared at you. Like I, I'm gonna. I, I was gonna say Matthew Lillard, but he's always been popular. Uh, well, no, it's the newest Scream. I don't, I don't think he was in the new one. Yeah, Matthew Lillard was was great in the last two. Um, uh, Jenna Ortega. Really, she, she, she was in the. She's the main. Yeah, she's the main actress in that. Um, oh wow! Film that's like I think technically like the first thing that I've seen her in. Um, but now, after uh, Wednesday came out, she's like she's everywhere. Yeah, she's the the biggest like up and comer uh, star. Uh, but yeah, it's like, I'm looking at, like, Death on the Nile, um... <laughs> there was also the movie X that had Gianna Ortega in she it. She was in that one, too, yeah, yeah. so it's crazy, <clears throat> it's just like, I guess this was her... Her, her year. year. Yeah. Three movies, or one movie, two movies and one show. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Um, yeah, Death on the Nile, uh, which was the sequel to, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, and... It was okay. Never watched either of them. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so it's like it's it's like the murder mystery genre um, type of film, and the first one was okay. I didn't really like the. I guess they were books too. <laughs> I, I never read. No, them. I bet the books would the be books, better than the movie. Probably, um, <clears throat> but uh, it's funny though because we had a movie that just came out on Netflix that's also kind of like in the murder mystery genre. Which was um, Glass, Glass Onion. Onion. Yep. Did you watch that one? No, uh, but I've heard. Did you watch both good and bad things? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. I watch. I went to movies with yeah, that. Times Out was really good. I heard this one's good. It's just uh, obviously not as bad as, or no, sorry, not as good as uh, Knives Out. Right. Plus the the title kind of gives it away if you think about it. Glass Onion. Glass the story Onion. seems kind of like it has layers, but it's right, actually it's pretty a clear thing. Yeah. Um, I think the <clears throat> new one was good, but it felt more of eh. like the first one, Knives Out. It was it was really good, really suspenseful. Like there was comedy in it, but like this one really felt like they were like this whole movie is just a comedy. Yeah, because there's like murder mystery stuff in there, but it really <clears throat> it got away <laughs> to, from them. It got away from what the original genre. Yeah, was to me, it to just be. felt like oh, this is just like a just a regular like comedy um, type film, and the actual like mystery part of it wasn't too hard to solve um, mm. but yeah that was that was okay um, i do i do need to watch that though and uncharted uh oh, i've never seen it i wasn't <laughs> dude, interested so it's on uh, i think it's on netflix still haven't watched it i remember mm. when it came out i was like oh i should go watch that never watched it still haven't watched it yeah. to be honest i don't really feel the need to watch it I think I'm kind of Tom Holland out. <laughs> kind of, you know, we're kind of we're we're uh kind of terrible because our our podcast is all about media, but we haven't seen half of what most people probably have seen. Well, I I think I've seen well, I guess except for Hotel Transylvania 4, but like I watched Scream, I watched 
uh, Jackass Forever. I watched Death on the Nile. Oh yeah. Um, oh just, yeah. Just Uncharted though. Um, I wasn't really. I never played the games. It just looks. I play the games. I love. I love the Uncharted games. Um, I, I just. I'm it's... not interested in the adventure. Oh type. really? Yeah, it's just oh, not okay. my thing. Is you not you know? So have you never watched like the movie? Um, Tintin. No, I don't uh, even know what that is. <laughs> really? So it's a, it's um, a 3D animated <clears throat> movie. But it's like probably some of the best 3D animation I've ever seen in a movie. Probably even to this day, where a lot of times it feels like a regular like live action film. Wow. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, that's like an adventure type type movie. But it I'll give it a good. shot. I mean, if you're saying it's the best 3D, better than what Love Death Robots did this year. Um, I think it's on par. Wow. With what they wow. did, better than t- I know. There's that one that was like tricking everybody and like Love, Death, and Robots that they thought it was live action, um, but it ended up being oh, which one the the Banshee one? Yeah, yep. Yeah, that one was pretty close, but there was definitely you could tell there was at points where yeah, it yeah, was like, the movement was a little too smooth, <laughs> you know. For me, because they did a really smart thing and they didn't really show anybody talking, and I feel like mm-hmm. especially like if you um, watch like. Corridor, you watched them before on mm, YouTube, yep. and they'd like talk about like three D animation. And it's like they say it all the time. Some of the craziest things to like animate and to get right is like mouth movements and stuff like that. Um, I bet it's tough. So yeah, I think they did. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, and then the Batman, the Batman, um, definitely stole the all stole. It's definitely my top. It's yeah. my top one this year. Yeah. Although there are some. Very close ones, one of which I'll get into because this one we had a lot of fun with. But uh, the Batman was great. Yeah. Amazing, actually. Well, I think um, the thing for Batman, for me, because um, not only do I just like love that character and stuff, but for this movie in general, I think it was a good break from the formula for like superhero movies. Because um, I feel like superhero movies lately, in the past 10 years, they've all just been biggest you know the spectacle movie like they have to be like throw a ton of money at it to make it have like this great like cgi and great effects and like over the top action scenes and stuff like that and the the thing that the batman did kind of took it back to like um you know the old school type superhero films um or not even necessarily superhero films but just kind of like thrillers and you know, it's it's more of a movie of just, like, you know, it's well-written. Like, it's you don't have to have, like, the coolest and biggest-looking Batmobile. And, like, you don't yeah, have to although have... although it looked cool. It did. <laughs> it was really cool. Like, it's probably one of my favorite ones. Um, but, like, you don't have to have, like, this crazy, like, set piece or, you know, like, a Marvel mm-hmm. film or even, like, you know, a Zack Snyder, Batman v Superman where it's, you know, like, this crazy, um, you know, like stage that has been set for the movie or anything like it's just kind of back to basics and i love that about the movie it was just like a noir you know detective film yeah but with some superhero elements yeah it's great and a great finale great score the score reminded me a lot of like the older batman films Mm -hmm. you know which is not a bad thing i love the score very you know like we were saying a little bit before the podcast started we always have like a mini podcast before we actually start yep. recording, to get our minds in the in the mood, mm-hmm. um, whereas very like it, it really demonstrates what 
emotions you're supposed to be feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're feeling pumped up when the music gets louder because you know Batman's about to show up and wreck house. Or yes. and, but at the same time, it also represents like the fear that all the people in the movie are fe- feeling mm-hmm. when they're going against Batman. It's yeah. like it's great. It's it really great. is. I think that's <clears throat> so they weren't nominated yet for um, like best picture, or I don't think they are at all. Um, but like they're uh, they've been nominated for like best score. Um, best sound editing, best like costuming, stuff like that. I agree with all those, especially the Batmobile when you first hear it revving up and mm-hmm. like the rocket sound power in the back. Absolutely was on point. I think, yeah, that and mm-hmm. for some reason, every time um, uh, they go into the club, the, oh, yeah. the Iceberg Lounge, like every time they go into the Iceberg Lounge, it's always like, you know, like the music coming from and stuff. It just goes from like that quiet to Muffles like loud. To, psh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's really well well done sound. Also, the cinematography, the same guy who did, um, I like this guy, and I, I can never remember his name, but the, the cinematographer who did the Batman did Dune, did um, uh, Blade Runner 2049, uh, did, did a bunch of, oh, he did Rogue One. Yeah, the, what, this the cinematographer? Yeah. About? Oh, I yeah. don't know his name. Yeah, I thought but... you were talking about Michael Giacchino first, the... He did the score and stuff like no, that. No, no, the cinematography, like, you could tell just by the shots, like, he's, oh, and he also did the Joker as well. Oh, okay. And so, like, I mean, you just look at the movies, you can Dude, tell that he's then. there. Yeah. yeah. Like, definitely, like, one of the best. Mm. It had some of the best visuals, like, yeah. the the scene where Batman was silhouetted against the, uh, you know, the, the rising sun. Yes. Or, like, him looking up at the, uh, the best signal at the beginning, but also mm-hmm. then looking up. At like the at end, the end, just as the sun is rising, like with the helicopters lifting away, yeah. Everything. Oh, it's all great. It's all good. So know? many good shots in that that film. I think it was perfect for them to start with the Riddler first, mm-hmm. um, because like, I think the best type of villain is always the psychological one. Um, I think that's why, like in the Dark Knight. Um, the Joker did so well, and people liked that one because it it was more of a psychological uh, villain. That's I think probably why the character of the Joker is <laughs> one of the best characters in general. Mm. But like when you're doing a movie and everything, it's it's cool to see Batman like fighting and you know whatnot. But also something we're talking about is like you want to see your hero struggle, and like some of the worst struggles like are always like psychological because mm-hmm. it's like. Like, we, you know, we deal with physical and stuff like that, but I think we can all agree that, like, mental struggles and stuff like that... <laughs> They're really hard. Yeah. Because, you know, physically, you can at least work your way up to a mental. It's like... Yeah. It you, feels, you, yeah. you can get stopped completely. Yeah. And it, it was nice. And, I mean, he struggled in every way, mentally, emotionally, and uh, intellectually, and physically. Yeah. There isn't a single moment where Batman really thrived in that movie. Yeah. He he was definitely like really. I think the only time he thrived is when he kissed Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About it. But other than that, he was struggling both with himself and with like the riddles and yeah the fight scenes. I mean, he. I don't think there's a moment where he didn't flawlessly fight. You know, right. he either got punched, he got shot, or something. Right. You know. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> something that I always love that they do um, when they're you know, doing a more grounded, realistic um, Batman. Even though, I know the whole point, like, of this film was to to get back to that, kind of like what they did with 
Nolan's um, mm-hmm. Batman was go to that like more realistic um, Batman. But tell me why like this felt so much like a comic book world. Like the yeah. tone of it still felt very much like a where, where graphic they could, novel. Exactly where they could really go either way with it. I feel you know I feel like they can find a semi-realistic way, but also like a way for you to also you know suspend belief a little bit for like crazier villains like Freeze yeah. or Bane or or mm-hmm. what what would be another crazy villain. That you really couldn't see in real life that Batman faces. Ivy, I guess. Yeah, She's a plant. Ivy. There's a lot of them. Mad Hatter. Yeah. I feel like they could easily... God, Mad Hatter in that universe would be crazy, dude. I think that would be a great... I, I think they can do either way. Or even a mix of both, where Freeze could still be like fr- like Freeze as we know him. Yeah. But, you know, maybe have him a little bit more... I don't know. Mm. Maybe more... Uh, Maybe not as like technologically advanced. I see yet. what you're. Yeah, I see you what know? you're getting. Like at. still advanced, where he can freeze people, and he needs to be frozen, and his wife is frozen, right. but in a way where it's not like, okay, this dude's got like some well, Area Fifty One tech. Yeah, like I, I feel like when everyone was starting to talk about Mister Freeze being <clears throat> like the next villain, wanting him to be, um, you know, up for adaption, uh. Adaptation, uh, up for adaption. <laughs> adoption. <laughs> We're gonna adopt him. Um, no, yeah. Like in, instead of like having him be like this character with a freeze gun, and he's making like literally weather change in Gotham, and like shooting the gun and like freezing like five people at the same time. Whatever. Like I feel like there's there's a way that you could do that to where like you know he has an illness, right? To where like he has to be cold, and like he's you know. I'm sure they could design something to look really cool and look somewhat practical. Um, but, like, instead of it being, you know, like a freeze gun or, you know, you could, I guess, still have it be a gun. But, like, due to where it's like, a, you know, he just touches somebody and, like, it's like, a, you know, effect from the suit or something like that. Because it's, it's, like, technology mm-hmm. that's not, like, perfected because it's, like, new and he's doing it on the fly. Like, I was thinking about this and it's just, like have to be, like, where he's trying to get, like, you know, this material and everything, and, like, a guard, like, comes and tries to stop him, and he, like, grabs the guard, and is like, the guard is just getting, like, frostbitten, and, like, that's what ends That'd up killing cool. him, is, like, instant, like, frostbite, and, like, the dude mm. just, like, dies from that, or something to where it's, like, you can have it be almost, like, horrific. Yeah. And have it, like, work in that world. You don't have to have, it like, this huge... You know, you don't um, have to go full fantasy, but you also right. don't have to go full realism either. Right, exactly. Because both could be bad in some circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You know, I don't think we've seen a fully bad fantasy, but I'll, well, same with realism. But you can take realism too far. That's kind of what my problem is with Nolan's. Is is it's a little too realistic. And pl- pl- Bane. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't like the way they did Bane. No, Bane. But, Bane wasn't executed well. But That's, they they can to me that wasn't Bane. That was yeah, Ben. Um, they they could do they could do a mix of both and do very well. Like your idea for uh, Mister Freeze would be great. Mm-hmm. I think um, something crazy. They could probably stick with how they did with Killer Croc, where it's a disease. Yeah, you know. I think that one and he's works just mutating. So well, yeah, and he's just mutating and yeah, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah, Ivy, just a circus freak. Yeah, Ivy. You know, experiment gone wrong. Turned plant. Slash human thing, kind of like they did with the original, right? You know, they could they could do a lot. They could make the 
what they can do is they can use a little bit of realism mm-hmm. to then make the fantasy yeah work yeah to to where it's but even then like uh, it just depends on what as long um, as they don't go too far with it well think, it, you know? yeah like it it depends on what matt reeves wants to do with his i'm assuming they just want a trilogy i guess it depends it's a trilogy with other movies and like shows and stuff attached to it to kind of flesh that world out but um i don't know just to, it really does depend on what he wants to do because it's it's hard you know you could have such a great like you know psychological character mm-hmm. um like the riddler or even you know i guess we got a little bit of the joker in that too um you know to think about like well you can't like it just doesn't seem like you know you have like superpowers or like this really like crazy technology um in this world but it's just like it doesn't mean that it can't like can't be like progressed to be made or something Um, exactly like this is only year two batman out of how long has he been doing this and every comic and every video game i mean things can change technically 80 years (laughs) yeah it was like how do you think ben affleck's batman started probably the same robert pattinson's did but he's like way in his prime well it's true like i guess there there's that line like in um batman v superman um where alfred's like you know like i missed the days when all we had to worry about was like you know what do you say like riddles and exploding penguins yeah. and stuff like that so it's like yeah like in in that world too it's it like you didn't have this crazy stuff happening where there's a literal you know man from another planet yeah you know, but even and, the exploding penguins that's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah but it's you it's know. not unrealistic i could yeah strap up i'm not going to i'm not saying i'm i'm just saying like anybody can like do something crazy yeah. like that in real life you know but you know when you get like aliens and monsters and you know really really out there mystical beings you know stuff like that that's when you're like man that, this is so like far from like what you're yeah. used to that's why i feel like in um like the nolan like movies and everything like it really, i just can't see that happening it really doesn't feel well you know originally um uh christian bell's batman was supposed to be the batman for um like like after man of steel and stuff like that they see, were gonna i can't do, see that happening though like justice league and everything like technically like bale's batman was going to be but then like nolan like decided like no it was just like you know it's just be its own thing because that's why nolan came on to help with like man of steel and stuff like that and kind of get that tone and everything i just he doesn't fit no (laughs) if you yeah if you were to put like christian bale next to like henry cavill superman like it's so it doesn't look good well it's just like when you see henry cavill and ben affleck next to each other like in character that works it works (laughs) so perfectly like yeah they're they're from yeah they're bulked they're yeah. they're both like right powerful. Yep. Ben Affleck or uh, Christian Bale's is powerful in his own way. Ben Affleck's, I mean Ben Affleck. I'm sorry, he, Christian Bale's Batman is that not was a going street level against, Batman. He is not going up against um, Doomsday early version of Doomsday yeah. or just Superman. Like if you think about like him fighting Superman, no way. But the only reason I think that you know they can totally if they really continue with matt reeves's universe yeah i mean they can build him up to do that right nolan didn't build up christian bale to be that way right they can build him up from being like normal street level batman to mm-hmm. tackling these otherworldly yeah problems you know yeah. they could totally build him up to be that that's the beauty with starting off at your 
two. And, so, and yeah. since we're still here right now at year two. We don't know what next movie's going to be and when it takes place. For all we know, it could be five years later. He's got a completely different bat suit, completely different. I know. You know, he could have fought, he could have fought Freeze between one and two, and, like, he knows all that the, you know. That is true. We don't really don't know what their their plan is. He could be somewhat of a, a seasoned, you know, or or it could be literally the next week after what he dealt with. Everyone's and... been saying, like, it'd be perfect for him to be, since the first one took place in October, yeah. it would be perfect to be in Christmas and fight Freeze. That's what mm-hmm. a lot of people have been saying, but it's like, all in one year? Like, at least spread, I mean, I, that's fine, he can't really control <laughs> it, but... It's it's better than fighting all your rugs in one night like the Arkham Bat. I guess every single time we get a game. I guess, but even then, like you have to think. Well, yeah, it, well, Origins was a bit different. Yeah. But, like throughout Arkham, I'm assuming it was all spread out in some ways between games. I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, I guess we'll see. I think Matt Reeves definitely knows what he's doing. I mean, if you look at like other movies that he's done, even. You know, like, regardless of, like, the Planet of the Apes, um, like, the last one, I, he didn't do all of them, but just, like, showing, like, you know, that he can, like, really be methodical about the story and kind of, like, mm. make things tie in pretty well with each other. Um, I think, I think he's probably... I think he's the best choice for it. And I think, going forward, I'm, I think there's a lot of potential, whether it be more grounded or more fantasy or a mix of both, I think... I think after seeing Joker, yeah. I definitely think he's edging on that mix between realism and fantasy because, man, that was a freaky-looking Joker, and I mm. that could go either way. Well, see, uh, yeah, I'm really wondering <clears throat> wondering and hoping at the same time that he doesn't um, do Joker next. Oh, I hope not either. I hope it's like that's the final bad guy. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping for like the final movie... Um, which me saying hoping isn't like getting an expectation like this has to happen, but just in my head love like where I I see things possibly going is just like making a third movie really be like that. I'm fighting all of my my villains like yeah. you know that we've set up because like I really think that's a good idea is that you have like you know the Riddler <laughs> was for the first movie right, uh, but you you're setting up um, the Joker like he's in that world we see him so it's like okay. Like, that's cool. Like, the next movie, do the same thing. You have, um... Hush in the Court of Owls. I don't know. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, yeah, the whole movie is Court of Owls, right? Mm-hmm. But you have, like, um... Uh, Victor Freeze, um, actually be, like, a scientist and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see, like, his whole world, like, falling apart. Yeah, and but then you, you see don't necessarily... Dr. Langstrom get killed by the Court of Owls or something like that. Yeah, you, like, know? <laughs> you know, like, you have, you have all of this stuff that you can set up. But, like, you know, you have your main villains instead of having these other characters also be villains in your movie. Just have them, like, they're in this world. So by, like, your third movie or whatever else you want to do... Um, you set up the building blocks for anything. For, yeah, to be like, okay, now this last movie is going to be, like, you know, them coming, like, at him full force. All and, of them coming at him at full force, and it's all in one night. <laughs> yeah, which is, I think, would be... Even though, like, this, the first, you know, the Batman that we got this year was... Um, uh, somewhat inspired by the long Halloween, just because it's, you know, taking place during Halloween yep. and stuff like that. But the actual long Halloween story in the comic books, um, which That's is ba- funny, I think I have that book right that, now. And I have it, I have it too. That's basically yeah. what it is. It's all the villains planning. Right, to, you know, like, all in one night. Like, that's, you know, it ends up becoming, um, you know, like a pretty 
pretty much like a Sinister Six. <laughs> you know, like them like ganging up on Batman and like, you know, um, I think that would be really cool. Because it's still somewhat psychological, but you also have, you know... Psychological in terms of trying to figure out all these riddles while dealing with fear, while yeah. also getting beaten by Bane or something like that. Yeah. And just dealing with the the sadism of Joker, like it, all that at once, that's right. pretty hardcore. <laughs> so I feel like that would be um, like a really cool idea is to really end with a bang and, and do kind of like that, that big thing that we're kind of, um, you know, setting up. But we'll see. I don't I don't necessarily need it to be any certain way. I just I I love the tone that he's giving us and I just just I'm, keep it. I'm glad we're seeing yeah. more of it. Keep we'll keep the tone more. but like don't be afraid to push past certain boundaries, I guess. You yeah. know, I I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing some more f- fantastical things. Mm-hmm. But realism like rooted right, in like, realism. Exactly, cuz it's like if we were to get Bane in these movies, I don't want it to be like a grounded bane like we got in the dark knight rises because holy yeah moly, that was not i, I think <laughs> i just want to see more fantastical stuff because we definitely missed out on ben affleck because he was definitely not realistic batman no but i definitely want to see he was comic book <laughs> yeah batman de- for sure yeah i i want to see rooted in like what you know the batman's got where it's rooted in realism or rooted in in at least like that noir-esque way yeah but have some fantastical, kind of like the Batman animated series, I guess, yeah. in some way. Mm-hmm. You can totally do that. Yeah. And well, you definitely like the Batman animated series, because they actually kind of explained what happened to all the villains, you know? Where, like, Langstrom, he was uh, an experiment gone wrong. Right. And then, you know, Clayface was a little different. <laughs> That's <laughs> that when you start to get to Get the... a little crazy, where he, he was starting to turn into mush because of some face cream. Right. <laughs> which is funny, but... I, I mean, you know, stuff like that. All of, all of that stuff. I mean, because <clears throat> even if you're actually to go back to the actual comic origin of someone like um, uh, Clayface, he at first, when he first appeared, he wasn't um, a big ball of clay and he could, like, you know, transform himself mm-hmm. and you know, have, like, a hammer hand or whatever. Like, originally, he just, you know, he did get, like, a deformity from, like, uh, surgery and stuff like that, trying to be, you know, this actor who can be anybody and everything and who ended up being a serial killer um mm. because of his deformities and Man, stuff like crazy that. but at the same time i don't want every single villain just to be a serial killer yeah because i feel like there has that, to be a, a different mode that's what make bat that's what makes batman's villains yeah so good is that they have different motivations joker's just crazy right Mr. Freeze, you can argue, is a villain, but he's got mm-hmm. somewhat pure intentions with yeah. his wife. And then you got Clayface, who is just, just you know, poor experiment gone wrong, made him crazy. Right. And then you got Langstrom, who's just, just got screwed over completely. <laughs> At least the versions that we've seen so far. I would love to see Deathstroke. Oh, yeah. Even though Deathstroke isn't necessarily a Batman villain, um, he's... Enough of, like, a, a character that I feel like works with Batman so well as far as, like, an enemy um, that's different from any of the ones that are actually in his rogues gallery. Cause yeah, because they're villains. Those two are rivals. That's, yeah. that's how I've always seen it. Yeah. Well, it's just, <laughs> it, you know, like, someone who is, like, so equally matched in, like, 
fighting and mm-hmm. um like strategy yeah strategy and like you know but deathstroke has some advantages you know over batman that's why like you don't really see um too often like batman actually beat deathstroke or mm-hmm. really there's not a whole lot of characters that actually beat deathstroke in general <laughs> like, yeah most of the time like deathstroke is he's you know he's an assassin or he's doing stuff for his own gain and stuff like that but there's not a lot of times where you actually see him get beat in like other ways it's like other yep. that's that's other why villains and everything anyways that's why you see in the big comics sometimes deathstroke comes over to the uh, hero's side because he like snaps he's like oh man right these guys are actually kind of going past what i believe mm-hmm. i don't i don't fully believe what the heroes believe but i, I i'm gonna help him at least that's why because he it would be pretty yeah. hardcore if he was on the you know well he he recently like in his um he has a uh, series going on right now in comics uh deathstroke incorporated he's actually uh, <clears throat> like trying to be a, a hero interesting um which i haven't read it like i'm not up to date with it or anything like that but i'm sure it'll end up being him going uh, i don't like this i am not I'm going a back hero. to being a mercenary like, right um so we'll we'll see what happens with that and stuff but it is true at, at times like it, it it's all about what benefits him yeah but, he's not really a villain per se he's just a mercenary who just so happens to get hired by right villains. i mean <laughs> you say the same thing like when you think about like deadpool he's an anti-hero right mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing for um I think Deathstroke's probably leaning more towards the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Um than a than a hero, but um yeah, the movie was great. Lots of potential going forward. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to what they have. Next thing we'll see from that is the Penguin series. You know, I'm actually show. kind of excited for that. I'm yeah. excited to see how that happens cuz there's potential to see other people step in. And, you know, there's a big power vacuum. Yeah. You know, since Falcone, mm-hmm. uh, well, spoilers anyway. So Falcone died, mm-hmm. so it's it's there's gonna huge be a huge power vacuum. It's yeah. gonna be cool to see how he gets with it, and then who also decides to step in. Right. Maybe like, well, who knows? You know, what, what what were they doing in the movie? They were pushing like these drugs, like drops, right? Yeah. What if like Drop a new drug gets on the street called Venom, or you know something, mm-hmm. something, something like that? Anything. Yeah, I think you know? there's a lot of potential to to set up other things because, like, they also want to do like the just the Arkham series in general. Um, yep. Which that's like, that's got a huge amount of potential because mm-hmm. all the crazies are going to be in Arkham. I would love to really have that be focused on like a psychiatrist and like dealing with like every single like patient that comes in being like this you know over the top like <laughs> ca- you know character that's like. You have Zaz come in, like, one episode oh, is God. literally, uh, like, and this was me, like, I don't know if that's what they're going for, but, like, if I were to pitch the show, it would be literally, every episode is a psychiatrist in Arkham, and maybe it's Harleen or, you know, somebody else, Hugo Stranger, whoever, um, like, every episode is literally just them talking to um, a patient, like, a, for instance, episode one is Victor Zaz, and it's just, like, you kind of go through, like, the, him telling uh, like his story and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and like setting up like that character, and you know, have it him like, you know, explaining like why he's a criminal, like also like his backstory of like when he was younger and stuff like that. Yep. So you do it through his perspective and everything, 
and then the next episode have it be another patient or you know you don't have to stick to one character like through the whole show so that would definitely have a lot of potential yeah that'd be cool like yeah Episode one, Zaz, and it gets progressively crazier. And yeah. then episode two is like Max, Maxi Zeus or something. Or yeah. episode three is then. Uh, well, who's that one knight guy that's referenced in Arkham Asylum? Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, Jean Paul Valley who ends up becoming uh, Azrael. Well, it, that would be cool to see too, but there's another one. I forgot. The knight? Well, yeah. Or like, there's like, it's his name is like uh, Prometheus. Oh, oh yeah, Prometheus. I was yeah. gonna say that. Yeah, like lesser known people. That would be cool. So to see. he's not necessarily a knight. He's he's like a Batman wannabe. Who oh, just, I like, see. People. But... I'm going based off the Arkham Asylum picture that they have yeah, of the, him. The and picture is looks... comparably accurate, and he does kind of like have like armored look to him. So I get that. That'd be so cool to see Azrael though. Oh man. Oh, oh they have. There's so much potential with this. Yeah. The Matt Reeves universe. I think that's also what makes the first movie so great because they also set up a lot. They mm-hmm. they kind of Easter egged in Hush. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they could do a lot with the the city flooding with maybe mm-hmm. Croc. You know, mm-hmm. the time of the year the movie took place in. You know, next is Christmas. Maybe you know, and yeah. uh, you know they they have a lot they can do, and if they really want to focus on the more conspiracy type stuff, right. They've all like even the actors wanted to see Court of Owls, yeah. you know. I that would probably be like the ultimate because we haven't got Court of Owls and Joker in one movie. That'd yeah, be crazy. That'd be a good mix too. Well, I I think um, they could really mix um, Court of Owls with like Long Halloween and have mm-hmm. that be like the true like Court of Owls is kind of behind you know. Um, taking down Batman and they were like, they, they'll do anything to do it. So they kind of like, they're the dominoes that, you know, or they're the people that push the dominoes over yeah. and the dominoes being like, like the court is rogue gallery. Exactly. Like the court is the reason why I felt, you know, the whole reason why Falcone got in charge after right. the guy before him, which I forget, always forget their name. Um, the Maroni. Yeah. Maroni. Like mm-hmm. they're the reason why, like maybe somehow and Falcone didn't really even realize it, but he was working as kind of a pawn for a court of out, like they could totally right. they set up so much well, with this universe. Yeah, like if you think about it, they they already kind of uh, did that through the movie, like not knowing who the actual um, who they can trust. Well, yeah, like there was like you know who is the person who's actually running the city, mm-hmm. and it's like oh he's got like you know Falcone's got everybody like under his payroll, like the police, the courts, mm-hmm. like everybody you know like that's dirty, like is controlled by him. So it's like. You can literally do that even a step further now. Like, who, it's like whose payroll was was he in? Exactly. <laughs> you know? So it's like there's always like someone higher. There's always somebody lower type of thing. So that'd be great. That'd could, be so good. They to could see. easily set that up for sure. That'd be an, an, also a good way to really introduce more fantastical things with the talents. Yeah. You know, being the undead. Oh, I would love. That'd to be see, so cool to see. I would love to see. Um, like the main like talent from like the books like go toe to toe with. That would be that would be pretty. Could you imagine well. the maze as well? Mm-hmm. God, you want to talk about psychological? There you go. Yeah, they could do so much with, and that's a good way to show his parents dying because they, you know, like go through the maze. Yeah, that's don't. all, and then just they seeing all that. Yeah, that'd be a good way to kind of put that in there without showing it a full straight up origin. Because mm-hmm. that was kind of the thing everyone was like 
Are we going to see his parents yeah, die again? Like, we don't need to see that again. Yeah, because we saw that in the Christian Bales. We saw that with Ben Affleck. We saw that with Jack Nicholson's. Or sorry, oh god, uh, with uh, <laughs> Michael Keaton's. Yeah, Michael Keaton's. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so that the, would be cool to the see. The only one, the only one that we didn't see Batman's parents get killed was Adam West's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's it'd the be... only time that we never saw that. Yeah. Instead of a gun, it was like one of those. Uh, Boxing gloves that spring loaded. <laughs> it was there just something that made them fall asleep, and you never saw them again. Yeah, they never, much. they couldn't actually kill them off, so they just pretty went much. to sleep, and you never see them. Yeah, that 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 would be cool. That would be a good way to show that. Mm-hmm. And uh, would be yeah a good way to show. And if it's later in the years, maybe mm-hmm. show like his first failure as Batman of Jason Todd, mm. and maybe the ramifications of that. Mm. I don't know. I'm just. They have a lot of potential. They started, I think they did, the best thing they did right. is starting it at year two. Yeah. That was the best thing they could have done. That's early. So, yeah, you really you really can do anything at this <clears throat> point. Speaking of Robin, some people asked uh, Matt Reeves if, if he would do that since technically we haven't had a Robin since um, Chris O'Donnell did it in Batman Forever and Batman God, Robin. Yeah. And he was a good Robin. I, I liked his he version was, of Robin. <laughs> he was really good. Um, yeah, especially in Batman Forever, I think he was he was pretty awesome. I think that'd be good to have, not necessarily a comic relief, because that's not what I want Robin to be, but definitely a brighter version, like right. someone that can maybe get Bruce to lighten up a little mm-hmm. bit, but, you know, at the same time, have Bruce, like, crack down on him, like, you know, like right. this is serious, you know? I think yeah. that'd be a great way to balance yeah. the moods. I think that'd be great. Basically, that version, mm-hmm. but less shiny armor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Absolutely. Because, yeah, there was a lot of, like, you know, he wanted vengeance, too. And, like, I, I love that, especially if you were to do, um, you know, like, Robin straight off, of, like, you know, adopting him and stuff like that. There's a lot of vengeance in in Robin's storyline, mm-hmm. too. And, like, but with... Batman teaches him to not become Batman. <laughs> right. Because, yeah, because Batman literally just learned that. And, like, that, that would be perfect for, for him to kind of you know, uh, grow as a character and everything. So, like, uh, maybe not the, the next movie, or maybe by the end of the next movie, um, have something like mm-hmm. that happen in the third movie, you really have, like, that... Um, or maybe even another show? It Maybe, yeah. You know, it it like, just depends on how they, they would set any of that stuff up. Matt Reeves' Bat Family show? Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty cool to see. I just don't... It would be hard starting from where we are now. It, it's not really... Not what's the future. It's really, I think it would have worked perfect for Ben Affleck's Batman because you're already in that world a lot to where mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like you know they show that he had a, a Robin and everything, so it's like it it wouldn't be too far off. But it's hard when you're doing this very dark and gritty like world that they put this Gotham in. It's really hard to make that work. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like if anybody's gonna do it, it's Matt Reeves. But it's just like if. If you do Robin in his universe, like, is it going to be believable to see a young Robin? Like, what, are we going to do another, you know... Or maybe, like, the second movie would be, like, Batman with Robin year two. You know? Like, Robin's been there for a while. He kind of has already, ropes, and he's, he's already more... Kind of working with... Yeah, yeah maybe he's, like, an older origin teen. origin stories altogether. Yeah, or maybe, like, he's an older teen type. I feel like... Or like young adult, we've, maybe any Robin that we've had, we we have never <laughs> again, except for uh, um, Adam West. But like 
we've never <clears throat> seen a Robin who's actually like the age of Robin when he yeah, first starts out in the comics, which is like a 13-year-old. I feel like that would be so challenging, but I, I want to actually challenge somebody to pull that off. And like that'd be yeah, in that universe, that'd be interesting. It would be super hard, but it's like I want someone to take up that challenge to actually do that because it's like Crystal Donald did a, a good job, but again, he was already like in his he was a young adult. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, and um, clearly Ben Affleck's Robin when he died, he was jacked. Yeah, he was <laughs> based off of his costume. Yeah. So it's like I love to see those two in their prime. Jeez, could you imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I feel like um, you know it. It would be really cool to see them. Just, just imagine like a Robin, like a full tactical, like a, a tactical. uniform, like like he is. They could probably do like a kind of what they did with Logan. I mean, she was a kid, right? And so just that, just exactly. in that universe, I think like a. Although that movie was more of a, you know, I'm passing the mantle off to you. Mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe it's more like a, I'm training you to not be me type. Yeah. Um, it's a challenge for sure. Well, you you want to know where I think that worked really well. <clears throat> is that she killed somebody instantly. I feel like <laughs> you have a <laughs> yeah. kid who literally has claws coming out of their hands and kills somebody. You're pretty like, okay, that that's I'm taking that character seriously. You're not, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like when you have like a kid who's going up against like, because you, you have this girl who's Wolverine and she has all Wolverine's powers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, she's quick and she's just stabbing people. It's like, yeah, like, I'd probably get messed up by a, a little girl who has a healing factor and claws, and claws popping. Yeah. But it's like, when you have a kid... A normal kid who's probably just a gymnast. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, you can cha- train for a couple years and stuff like that, but can you go up against ten dudes in, in a train station? And, yeah. like, you know, like, that's that's tough to, to really pull off. But I I want to challenge somebody to, to do it. I think I think it would be... Great to show maybe like Batman's struggle is trying to raise someone mm-hmm. to be strong but not like him. And also the trials of Robin yeah. becoming, right. well, Robin and becoming that yeah. while fighting whatever they're fighting, whether it be the court or yeah. or Freeze or yeah. Hush or whatever, you know. And then, well, because we also don't know, it could be in show form, it could be in movie form, I think. That's the that's like I said the I beautiful lean, thing. Yeah, I don't I don't want to lean too heavily on like shows to kind of like pick up the pieces for stuff no, like that. But that would be a long movie. <laughs> but it would be a long movie, which yeah. I'm totally okay with. By the way, and if, if, we're, if you're listening, Matt Reeves, I'm totally okay with a four hour long Batman. I movie. mean, they did pretty much three hours. Yeah. for the first one, so it's like just do another three hours. Um, you know, by then you'll have quite a bit of content. Um, but you're you're like. I don't mind like doing shows and stuff like that, but it just it really to me, I don't want like, um, a like, you know, five shows all based on the Batman universe and stuff. Like, if you're gonna do like two or three, just to set up some key story stuff that we can't get for the movies. But it's just like you know, if we start doing like a spinoff of Catwoman, and then we start doing a spinoff of Victor Zaz, and then we start doing a spinoff of you know, Alfred, and then we start doing this. Yeah, like, that'd be a little much. At that point, it's like, like, okay, are we just, are we doing that for the story's <clears throat> sake, or are we doing um, it for, um, 
less of, you know, this is... Less cramming in a movie. Right, it's like, you know, like, it, if you're writing out the story, you're like, well, we really need to to do something else to really explain, you know, this other story stuff. Mm-hmm. Or like, comics, too, because they're also coming out with a Riddler comic. Yeah. Here's the thing with that. Not everybody reads comics. Well, maybe yeah, they'll fair. watch maybe they'll watch someone review the comic on YouTube or something yeah. like that. But unfortunately when you have a wider audience, like it it's cool that they did that for like the Riddler comic and everything, but um those usually don't do too well. Um but no, it's like what I'm saying is like it are you just doing because <clears throat> It serves the story. Or are you doing it because the Batman was really popular, so we want to make as much stuff cap. Uh, I see. off of this, and it's just the quality isn't as well as it could be. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Either way, I think I think it's got a lot of potential. It does for a lot of things. Everything, everything that Batman is and has in the comics. Yeah. They could probably do <laughs> with the Matt Reeves universe, Honestly. just in their own style. Yeah, I think he's a pretty smart um, storyteller. So. Yeah. we'll see what ends up doing with that. But, so that was a pretty good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Enough was... to talk about for quite a while. So. Yeah, and I would say as close as second as it can get since it's the Batman and great storytelling. Yeah. A movie that you and I both enjoyed, and I watched it twice. Um, I watched it four times. What are we talking about? In theaters. Which Batman? one, the Batman? Oh, yeah. I watched that more than... Oh, what were you saying? That you oh, watched? I was saying for the next movie. Oh, okay. uh, Bullet Train. Bullet Train was awesome. That was really good. That was pretty recent that that came out. Yeah. Bullet Train, great story. Like, mm. you want to talk about a great story? We even got story and origin of a water bottle in that movie. So. I know. <laughs> talk, talk about a movie that really surprised me um, and, like, actually, like, made me, you know, like, kind of want more. Yeah, that's it, how even I feel. you don't need a sequel. But yeah, like I, I was really surprised at how well that they made yeah. me actually like, you know, care about the characters that we don't really know their actual names. Yeah, Tangerine, uh, Lemon, mm-hmm. and then all the others. I don't really. Oh, the Sam, oh, the father. Yeah, it was, was the father, yeah. the daughter, and then you have the uh, what was um, uh, the the uh, one dude who died a lot quicker. I forget what his. His actual was the it wolf, the, the, the snake. It was the wolf. Was the I think. wolf was yeah. that his name? Um, is what? it his name? Like his performer name? Like the baby? Or wait, no. What is? What is he? I don't know. I don't. It's remember. definitely not the baby. <laughs> yeah, cause there. You know what I'm talking about, though. Like, he yeah. Is, what is his actual name? Like, it's it's not like his real name, but it's like his performer name, isn't it? That I he am, goes by. I don't know. No, it's just like we got an origin story for a dude who died in. Probably five seconds after that. <laughs> yeah, I, I story. loved. Yeah, I loved that storytelling. But you know why they did that? It's because everything was connected. Like it was genuinely one of the best stories. Yeah, it was written for something that's not already connected to something else, like the Batman. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Characters, the fighting was amazing. Yeah, the fighting was incredible. Choreography in that movie was was really well thought out, especially like some of the stuff they did near the end of the movie was pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. If for something being on a train pretty much the whole movie, it's a it was a very like um well thought out and like kind of epic set piece. Yeah. Like it being cuz you know it's it is a, you know a bullet train and it's um and it's like fast and it's like um I don't know. It just it seems kind of 
more epic than probably it would be actually being yeah. on that train. But yeah, everything yeah. they did for it was actually yeah. pretty well thought out. It was great. The comedy was on point, and they had different kinds of comedy too. Whereas like laid out jokes, yeah, and then you have the surprise comedy, like yeah. all the random actors you didn't expect to be in the movie, like right. Channing Tatum or Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, you didn't expect oh, them. True, I forgot about that. Yeah. You didn't expect them, and that and that just them showing their face was comedy on its own. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, which you know a lot of big actors like that. I didn't know we're gonna be in it, which they weren't in it for like long or anything. Well, I guess technically Sandra Bullock was in a lot of it, just her, her voice. voice, yeah, <laughs> not not her personally, but it's just it's funny. Like they had they had a lot going on. You it know was what? Great. You know what joke surprised me that um was a joke, but somewhat came like transformed into a plot point rather. But it surprised me. This is somewhat oh. of a spoiler. Um, but I think I know what you're about to it's, mention. It's the whole sticker. Yeah, the train. That's, yeah, the Thomas. Um, Thomas you know. the train, the tank engine. Yeah, so like it, at first like I thought it was just like a really funny like running gag in mm-hmm. the movie, right? Where it's just like it was more of like a metaphor but also like still a, a joke to kind of mm-hmm. like explain who some people are in the movie. And then it turned from that into an actual plot point to where, you know, he was able to see a certain character being, uh, what was the the bad one? It was Char- Diesel. Diesel, yeah, it was a Diesel. Like, yeah, like are you like are you a Diesel? And then like, you know, him putting that sticker on that person to show like this is the Diesel of like the, this is the, the one you got to look out uh, for, right? And like, you know, what ended up happening? I'm trying not to like spoil anything because I I do <clears> like recommend people. Like it's on HBO Max right Great. now. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, well, I know what I'm watching or, this wait, weekend. Wait, is it HBO Max or is it Netflix? It might be Netflix. Actually. Either way, That's I know what I'm watching this weekend yeah. again. Um, Great movie. I might watch it with my sister. She hasn't seen it yet. I think she might like it. It's good. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, I definitely recommend <laughs> it because it's stuff like that that really surprised me. That was funny. And then it made me like, you know, when they kind of wrap that that whole like running gag thing up, it actually was like, wow, that was actually really satisfying how yeah. they like turn that from a joke to a, a plot point yeah so yeah it was it was there, there was, was really good there was no plot holes everything was connected all the characters were really flesh with how many characters there were yeah all of them were really fleshed out mm-hmm. like really it was a treat it really was i, I anytime a movie <clears throat> um you know has a like a big actor in it and everything but that actor's not necessarily safe from, like, dying. Mm-hmm. Because that, that's always me. Like, whenever mm-hmm. I see, like, a big-name actor, I'm like, that person's safe the whole movie. Because they're That's, that's kind of how I felt. But during the whole movie, like, you start seeing, like, these bigger stars, like, die, right? And I'm mm-hmm. sitting there thinking, well, nobody's safe. Like, anybody. Yeah. Like, even Brad Pitt is a character I, I intermittently was like, he's dead. Oh, no, he's going to die right here. Like, yeah. that's it. Um... Uh, and maybe he does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, um, yeah, really, like, stuff like that, I love when, like, nobody's safe, because it makes the story actually have stakes. Yeah. Um, they they even threw in some actors or and actresses in there to throw us off, too. Yeah. Like, uh, Karen, I thought, yeah, was a very are. important character. And then, yeah, which, Tur- turns out, to me, she always is. Yeah. Turns out, well, you might have to just see the movie, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, Channing Tatum and all that is... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really that good. Really surpri- I really didn't know. Same with Sandra Bullock, but, like, I really <clears throat> didn't know that 
Like yeah. Channing Tatum just came out of nowhere. They like, revealed it really good. That that's what was mainly funny is because yeah. you know he was reading a book and they're like, "Hey, bro," turns it away. It's Channing Tatum. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Anytime like I see it, it seems like I he's a cameo more often than he's an actually actor. a star, like an actor. Which I guess him and Sandra Bullock actually just did a movie together recently. Yeah, and he's coming that. out with a new one, The Return of Magic Mike. Oh, are they doing another Magic Mike? Yeah, next year. It's actually on my most anticipated movies since we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely... That was such a fun movie. It's not often that you get um, like a movie that you can really just sit down and it's instantly like a repeat. Like that oh, yeah. You know that like... I'm definitely going to watch that movie again because of how much fun it was. Yep. So. I've watched it twice. I'm going to watch it now that you've mentioned it's on a streaming service. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again. Yep. It, it is mm-hmm. great. And a movie that had great comedy, great fighting, mm-hmm. great story, uh, a very unexpectedly great story Yeah. Um, that you and I both liked a lot Yeah. Uh, was Violent Nights. Oh, I think yeah. that's got to be my third. We're we're really we're really in in recent movies now. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm to be honest. That's what I'm actually going by my top and then. No, I, I get I get it. what you're saying. Yeah. Um. But Violent Nights. You want to talk about a great story and an unexpected origin too? Yeah. It was really good. I. There's so many sleeper movies this year that like came mm-hmm. out of nowhere and ended up being like really, really good. surprisingly good because you have like. Yeah, if we're talking about like top movies, um, like uh, top movies, Top Gun. Um, oh yeah, yeah. There's like that, and then there was like really like bad movies that were like also on like that came out this year that were on the radar. It to me like that's like something that that always surprised me is that there's something that's like really anticipated that I'm like like wow that like okay that's that's gonna be a big movie probably and yeah. ends up being uh bad like <clears throat> Morbius. Um, God, was that this year? That was this year. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, you know what was also this year that I feel I haven't seen yet, but mm-hmm. I, I, we should, I need to mention it. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Because I haven't seen it, but I heard that was, that movie was really good. You really need to watch. It. I know. Well, I know. it's 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 weird because it's it's also another movie that came out of nowhere, like yeah, you know, like Violent Lights that um ended up being uh really surprisingly good. I know that one. That one's probably gonna win an Oscar. <clears throat> I'm almost 100% Which sure. Which one? Everything, everywhere? Yeah, everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once. Um, yeah, definitely watch it, because I feel like um, you'll appreciate, because you know me, I, I love like multiverse um, stuff and anything uh, that comes out. But the way that they treated multiverse stuff in this is just so... It, it's not it's not a movie to where it's like... Um, like believable like science fiction stuff mm. like that's really goofy <clears throat> science fiction stuff yeah but the way that they do it they put a lot of heart into it like it's it's that's really heard it's really more of like the story has a lot of heart into it and then the rest of it you don't really have to take too seriously because the point of it is still the message of the movie so it's like you're seeing all this really ridiculous stuff happen mm-hmm. so you're like man this is crazy but i love it because i'm feeling some emotions yeah. <laughs> while it's going on so it's just like yeah, like it's it's that type of weird movie that makes it so good. That's kind of how I think. That's why we liked Violent Nights so much because it's such yeah. a goofy concept, 
but it had heart in it. It was a genuine Christmas movie. Yeah. Where... Yeah, there was still the message of what Christmas is about. Yeah, where the story was basically Santa's starting to not believe in himself because no one else is. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the movie, that, I guess, faith kind of comes back for Mm -hmm. Santa. And then in the middle, there's just some crazy fighting, an unexpected origin story for for Santa. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember in the theater when that came up of like what like their version of like how because like any like type of like actual Christmas movie, it's always like this really nice person who just gets like meets the elves and gets magic and yep. stuff like that. And, you know, wants to help people, but it's like this one they're like. Nah, this dude was a murderer. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was, was a, a Viking. Yeah, yeah a, he was a Viking. A, like a warrior Viking. It's like this dude did some bad stuff. And then, like, never has a movie that, like, really <laughs> felt like... At first, like, before the like we went to see it, I felt like it was a movie that, like, oh, we just have this idea, we want to do this fun, like, die hard, but it's Santa Claus, right? Mm. Um, But, like... <clears throat> I wasn't expecting them to like really put more into the movie than just that. And then they they do that. They yeah. put a whole origin like tease an origin story of like this lore behind Santa Claus that is like mm-hmm. really interesting. And they put some like emotions behind everything. Like there's the little yeah. kid who genuinely believed in Santa and that it, just her faith in Santa kind of brought the Christmas spirit back. Right. You know, cuz in another thing that I I loved about this movie is they put it in modern day, Mm -hmm. you know, like they talk about, well, how is Santa doing now that, you know, there's Amazon and all that. They talk about that. And, you know, it's, it's so good. It's so, so good. And they also have like a home alone segment in it. Like it was the Christmas movie. It really, to (laughs) me now, I absolutely think that that to me is like the ultimate Christmas movie. I'm like, I'm going to watch it like all the time, even though it's like, it's like action and stuff like that. But like, you know, to me, I, I I like when they put stuff like that more into a movie because mm-hmm. they're not trying to be <clears throat> the fake, happy... Like, I always feel like every Christmas is stuff like that. That's why you put a Christmas movie on is to feel that, that same that old... Ting- those Christmas tingles. Right, and it's like, to me, like, mm-hmm. you're you're doing this to where it's like you're not trying to be something different. I feel like that's what, like, the story behind, like, his Santa Claus is. Yeah. is like, he was a ruthless like warrior and stuff like that yep. it's like you don't have to hide from you know that you might not be perfect or anything yep. like and that to actually exactly and even santa was getting over christmas he's like man no one believes yeah. in me what is the point right but at the end it's this like this might be my last year exactly <laughs> exactly but at the end of the movie everyone starts believing in christmas it is yeah. it's no joke it's like the christmas movie now for me yeah same yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love that when it's like they they put more thought into it than it just being like a this. violent Christmas movie. Yeah, because it's like most Christmas movies, like you have like every once in a while, like you have timeless, like for me, like like The Grinch will always be like. The Grinch, uh, easily. The first like, Santa Claus for me. Right, so it's The like, other two are great, but I love the first one. But any other time, it's like most Christmas movies feel like it's just the next Christmas movie. It's that time of year again. It's so too they happy. Out, they put out that, yeah, it's like they put out that, that movie because it's just like. Christmas movies around Christmas do well because it's Christmas. Mm. But, like, to me, like, this was more of that. We have a really solid idea to do, like, a different type of Christmas movie. Yep. And I felt like it landed quite well. A lot of a lot of Christmas movies, I mean, back then, maybe they mm. had it. But a lot of the ones that are made now just yeah. lack that, I mean, 
literally they lack that Christmas spirit. Well, there's no originality. Yeah. That's what I always look for is originality. Like when you just make pretty much the same Christmas movie every single year. Yeah. And, and, and in turn, it loses that Christmas spirit. It's like, well, yeah. it's going through the motions again. Exactly. And I guess that's kind of why people don't really, they more or less say, man, I, I hope the holidays are over because it's more work than it is fun. Yeah. It loses the Christmas spirit. That's mm-hmm. kind of how the movies are. But this movie. It brought that back. It, brought, it really did. It really did bring it back. Yeah. It was funny. I haven't felt like after that movie, like I, I really like. I actually went and like got some Christmas decorations and stuff, and I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely like. I, I think that also came out for a good time for us. Mm -hmm. You know, because we were both saying like, man, this month has sucked so far. Yeah, it was way too busy for our own good. Mm -hmm. And and then that movie came out, and we were literally saying, I'm really excited for Christmas. Yeah, like it was actually yeah. Like, I was telling you, I was feeling like a Scrooge up until that movie. And, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so then the, the ghosts came. The, the ghosts you. came. They, they were like, is that all what, three of them were like, you need to watch this movie. Is that what really happened? Did you actually get visited by three ghosts? Well, I think both, because they all told me to go watch that movie. Okay. They're like, we're too lazy to actually take it to the past. <laughs> Just go watch that movie, dude. Yeah, they're like, we're busy tonight. We're, we're visiting a lot of people, right? Just go watch this movie. It'll do the job for us. I, we we don't have enough time to go to the past and to the future. We don't that's care. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's so perfect. that's what that's what I'm gonna suggest now. Like you feel like a Scrooge instead of three ghosts. I'm watch gonna, watch Violent Nights. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> so great movie. That everywhere all at once. Bullet mm-hmm. Train. Batman. I'm trying to think what else. We can go through the list. I mean, there was one that you and I liked. A lot of people didn't. Was Doctor Strange was this year multiverse of madness i quite enjoyed yeah. it mm-hmm. it was a great break from the usual mcu mm-hmm. here's a hero doing hero stuff it was a their attempt of a horror movie so we want to talk about why i think that movie didn't do as well as it probably was thought it was going to because i mean it's it's marvel and stuff like that and i feel like uh this year marvel really kind of like took a back seat to a lot of other stuff that that has come out they didn't um, try as hard. Or it seemed like they were trying too hard sometimes. Yeah. It was they hit every wrong note, in my opinion. Yeah, I think and that's it was bound to happen. I've been saying it for years. It's like look, you guys are building up Marvel to be this unstoppable, like you're setting your expectations too high. And I think after Spider Man that's what happened was that everyone's expectations were like Marvel did this crazy thing that we never thought we'd ever see with having yep. three Spider Man. Well what's the next thing that's coming out? Multiverse of Madness. Everyone's like, Madness? Multiverse? This is going to be nuts. There's yep. going to be so many multiverses and so... So many versions of these characters that we've already seen before. <laughs> right. And it's like, why are you getting that idea? You're setting yourself up for failure. Yep. And it doesn't help that you have, you know, the internet is such a rumor machine. And people do not learn. And they believe everything that yep. they see. Easily. So it's like when you see it's like Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are gonna reprise their roles in, in Multiverse Mass. That's Tom, why they did Tom Cruise is gonna play Iron Man Supreme. Yeah. That one actually had me even for a little bit just yeah. because uh there was some stuff in the trailer that kinda looked like that. So like even that I was like, Well, maybe this and then of course you have stuff that ends up being somewhat true. Like there were some leaks earlier last year, um, with the whole professor x coming back mm, and stuff that was true so the that's when you it's like it it really doesn't help that like you have some of that stuff like as soon as the trailer came out and you saw some of that stuff and that, you hear a voice a certain voice. exactly <laughs> and you're like well then all the rumors must be true because it's yeah. like it doesn't help the case at all so it's like everyone <clears throat> has that expectation 
of this is going to be insane. And then, unfortunately, even though, like, I still felt like it was, there was a lot of really, like, it just the film in itself, like, is good. Like, you take it, a fun it movie. take it as face value. Like, you don't have and you know what all that this face... other stuff is. But... Exactly. And you know what that face value was? A Sam Raimi movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, Evil Dead, the I original Spider-Man. That's what I was most excited for. Like, when, when we, like, found out that Sam Raimi was actually coming on to do it. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be Marvel <clears throat> Evil Dead. Like, that's, you know, and there was a lot of that. There is a lot of Evil Dead. There is that yeah. one scene, which at this which point we're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, at this point we're talking about spoilers because yeah. it's all throughout the year. Yeah, true. Yeah. That, People have had time. That scene where uh, Doctor Strange possesses his own dead body yes. and he, like, crawls out of the grave and it was straight oh. out of Evil Dead. Yeah. And then the metal music that came after it was, mm-hmm. like, him absorbing all the demons that was so cool yeah and i think people got a little too nitpicky with that like even people were nitpicking like his transitions in the movie like would you rather prefer a hard cut yeah i mean hard cuts are fine but Hmm. it's sam raimi well it's because that's the thing with with audiences nowadays and stuff like that anything that's too artistic it feels like they get like weird about because like you have um most Marvel movies, you know, the past ten years, they've they've followed a formula to an extent. Even when you've had different directors and stuff like that, you still follow somewhat of a formula of how the movies are supposed to look and how they're supposed to flow and everything. And then you get something. It, you still have like some like art style and stuff in there, but like then you get someone who like Sam Raimi who has a very distinct art style in their films because yep. like you can't say that like. You know, like they from phase one to phase, you know, three of the Marvel movies have somewhat kind of stayed cohesive. Yep. But it's like if you were to get someone like Michael Bay, like to do a movie, it's like he's gonna have a very distinct art style. Yeah. It's gonna be very different from anything Some, that we've you know, seen. Very violent, lots of fighting, explosions. <laughs> right, and then the yeah, same thing with Sam Raimi. Like you actually got someone who has a very distinct art style that their movies are their own thing in itself like you have like um marvel movies yeah but you don't necessarily you know like can you think of like who directed like other than maybe like john favreau like in the first uh phase one of like marvel movies and stuff no maybe russo brothers because i knew they came back but even then that's like phase two yeah other than that like do you know who directed like the first thor movie do you know who directed so it's like it's those are less of individual um filmmakers and more of like a studio at large so it's yeah. like this art style is the studio <clears throat> rather than the filmmaker that's making it so it's like you have someone who is crazy like sam raimi it's like yeah people are gonna be like ew what is that that's different i don't that's like t- that <laughs> that's a 2003 powerpoint transition <laughs> yeah which that's... i mean it does, it was a little it was weird looking at, at first but it's like it's just a transition come I on i don't know it did i don't the transitions that never really bothered I mean, it, it didn't it, bother me anything. It caught me really. off guard, mainly because we haven't seen it in a long time. I just love Sam Raimi so much. I think I just like it. When I see it, I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> it was it was a great movie. The story was cool, too. It was yeah. definitely a breakaway from what Marvel normally had. But you know what wasn't a breakaway and was a huge disappointment for Marvel this year? I love your segues. <laughs> I know I say this every time. I just love how you segue into stuff. What is it? Go Thor. Yeah. Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. That was 
on its own, it was good. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. But it was definitely a disappointment. I don't think I will either. And it's so sad, man. It's so sad because I love Thor as a character so much. I think they tried way too hard to make it funny. And it wasn't funny. It was definitely more childlike humor. Yeah. The fighting, I don't think there was any any actual fighting until the end. And it wasn't really even Thor who was fighting. Right. So my my problem with... Because it's so weird. Because, and the story was kind of... Because yeah. Ragnarok worked, right? And that was also Taika Waititi. I think they just got too, like... Carried ooh, away with his style. Yeah, they were like, people like Taika Waititi's, like, new, <clears throat> you know, funny take on, on Thor. It's like, let him do whatever. And I really think Taika Waititi... Like, I don't want to say anything to, like, smear his character or anything like that. But I don't think he actually cared enough about Thor. I think it was just that he had this project that he did. <clears throat> they wanted him to come back and they told him to just, you know, be completely you. And I think he really was like, I'll just do whatever I want. I don't think <clears throat> I'm actually going to care about you know, the... The actual character in the story. Right, it's like they because when you have someone like Thor, right, and like you do kind of like how Thor is in previous movies, but that doesn't necessarily work too much. I don't think it didn't work. I just think that people were kind of like, you know, looking for something that matched the rest of the films um, in their lightheartedness. <clears throat> and I felt like when you see that people react really well to um, your character being kind of what people like, you know, you're thinking, well, I'll just completely change that character yeah. to my character instead of it being Thor. Like, people liked what I did in Ragnarok, so I'm just going to change it. <clears throat> I think I think he just went overboard with the jokes and everything. This movie should have been serious, you know? At least a little bit more serious. Yeah, like, yeah. it should have been serious with, like, Lady Thor in her, her, her whole condition. Just Thor. Mighty Thor. Or Mighty Thor, yeah. Mighty Thor in her condition, and then, like, maybe a little bit of emphasis on the already dead gods that were friends with Thor and yeah. uh, the the gods at that god world, like maybe not being all of them being goofy like Tell Zeus. Why. Tell me why I hated that the most. Well, because Zeus in actual in actual mythology, there's not a single goofy god, first of all. Maybe a few jokes in here and there. Maybe Hermes, I don't know. I get well yeah, but you know, it's just it's Zeus? Yeah. Being goofy like that? Yeah. I expected Zeus to be like Maybe not God of War, Zeus, but well, at least somewhat powerful and serious. Yeah. You have to be serious to be a, like, the father god, I guess is what, right? Yeah, yeah. Or chief deity. You have to be somewhat yeah. serious. Like, that was just weird. That was very weird. <laughs> well, here, here's my problem with that, is that they did such a stereotypical, like, Greek accent for for Russell Crowe, mm -hmm. like, it made me, like, feel like it was a skit rather than it was him acting. Like, I felt like it was actually, like, an SNL skit. It definitely felt like an SNL skit. And, like, it just, I couldn't take it seriously. And it's like, I'm, yeah, like, you can have jokes in a movie and everything, but when you get to the silly point where I'm not taking something seriously, because I can take a comedy seriously. Yeah, like, like, like Bullet like, Train. <laughs> yeah, like Bullet Train or everything, everywhere all at once. It's like, you know, you do stuff that's silly in the movie and you do stuff that's, that's jokes and everything, 
But if I stop taking a movie seriously, that becomes a skit. <laughs> yeah. That becomes an <clears throat> SNL skit. And it's like, that's, yeah, to me, that's not a movie. That's, you're trying to just make a joke. And that's all the movie was, is just yeah. a joke. It felt like a joke. It felt like a lot of it was improvised and not well. Yeah. I think there's only two good, two good parts of the movie, mm-hmm. right? I think Gore was a really good villain. I think we, I wish we saw more of him. Yeah. And I think uh, Natalie Portman was great, as always. <laughs> I, she, I'm just glad she was in the movie. She did redeem herself, because I felt like the, the first two um, movies, I felt like they really didn't hit the mark with her character, because she fell into Lois Lane. Yeah, like a damsel in distress type. And um, I think I've like talked to you about this before, but there's one thing that I hate about... Uh, DC. As much as I love DC movies, and as much as I love, um, like Superman and Batman and stuff like that, but there's one trope that I hate, and in all superhero like comics and movies and stuff like that, is when you have the one character who just keeps on finding themselves, and it's usually the love interest finding mm-hmm. themselves in <clears throat> stupid situations when they're supposed to be a really smart character. Yeah. They're supposed to be, you know, like a character who's not dumb and really... So like Lois Lane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's like Lois is supposed to be a really smart um, investigative reporter. And every Superman movie, it, as much as I love Man of Steel and Henry Cavill's Superman and stuff, she is just always in stupid situations. And it's like, well, I also, get... in Batman vs. Superman, like, here I am in the middle yes. of the desert with some terrorist group. yes and it's just like like, it's fine if you want a character to to be um you know like a love interest and stuff and i get the whole like you know you're the person you love like when you're a superhero is in the most danger and everything but it's just like to me it does get kind of old because it's like at that point that's the only person you're saving in the movies you don't see them saving anybody else except for the person they're like that's their love interest and it's just so old because it's so annoying. I don't sorry. <laughs> so it's just, it takes away from what makes the character good. Yeah. You know, I fully agree. And I think definitely got redeemed her. I think seeing Mighty Thor was awesome. Yeah. The way like the hammer and everything, like shattering and coming back together. Yeah, that was, was really cool. There there are, yeah, <laughs> definitely cool um you know, aspects and like them even trying to do gore was like a really cool that's one of my favorite um thor comic book storylines um they deviated pretty pretty heavily from the actual like comic book and stuff like that but there was really cool like they actually put like panels from a comic book in the movie and stuff and that made me really excited um i do think they've i liked gore i like christian bale as he was a great villain for um, for a bad movie he was a very good villain right like he acted really well he did like some pretty cool stuff but I felt like they also did him a disservice, and I felt oh, like easily. I felt like the movie that he was in, like you can't really help that. Like you have like a really good actor who's playing this really uh, dark character, and you know, and here comes a director making the movie goofy. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's it's somewhat of a you know. There could have been so many cool 
um, like how cool would it have been if like you have that whole like council of like the gods and stuff like that? And they're all in one place. Mm-hmm. Like I think they really miss an opportunity to For like Gore to come down there and like, to, yeah to just slaughter them. Literally, <laughs> he's he's the butcher of of gods. So I feel like like how much of a missed opportunity to at least like take out like one or two or like yeah, have during really- that that council right have like another god just like rush through the doors and be like. You know, he just took out another god, like, you know, someone, like, really, like, he took out, like, a, um, uh, what are they called? An internal. Like, there was an internal there. We yeah. saw one. Like, what if we just literally saw, like, them, like, wheeling, like, the head of an internal? Or, like, a shadow takes over, like, the council, and you look up, and it's just a the eternal's dead body floating away 